Welcome to Spoilers. Uh, Hello. Hey, Pappy. It's, um, and this episode is to be me and Pappy. Sorry. I ate some really spicy food and now I'm paying the price for it. I'm trying to get through this. Okay. Today, (laughs) yeah, I I made this stupid concoction of corn tortillas, hot dogs, super spicy sauce, and cheese. Sounds delicious. It's god awful. It sounded way better in my head. But. Today we are discussing uh, the brand new Disney release of Beauty and the Beast. Yay, the live action, 2016. 2017. Oh yeah, 2017. Jump up here, 2017, uh, starring, um, actually let me pull up this page here, I know Emma Watson's in it, everybody was a big fan of that. Dan Stevens. The Dan Stevens. Uh, Luke Evans as Gaston and Josh Gad as LaFou. LeFou, and you can't forget um, Ewan McGregor as Lemire. Mm-hmm. And was um, was Gandalf Cogs- Cogsworth? He was, yeah. Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen was Cogsworth. That is awesome. Also, you have Emma Thompson as Mrs. Potts. And I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into it. Uh, Pappy, how crowded was your theater? Oh, dude, it was packed it was so crazy i went uh friday night the 7 30 show in the which is the most uh, popular slot in all of movie history and the big nice screen to the like real um whatever experience from regal so did you uh, go to the mayan was, no i went to the regal downtown in denver colorado uh but yeah it was shoulder to shoulder how about you um i went on a saturday kind of like a matinee like at 4 30 and um, it was just absolutely slam packed. Like I, and it wasn't even that many kids in it. I had like there was nothing but adults in mine. How about yours? Well, mine was like all kids, like all families. Oh like, no! <laughs> yeah, um, except for like one weird old lady who was actually next to me by herself, and, and she was really, really into it. <laughs> well, don't make fun of the people by themselves. I had someone just staring at me the whole time. Kind of like they were waiting for someone to come by me, but they I think, I think they figured out a half hour in it was just going to be me, and they just kept staring at me. I did not like that. Did you have a sign seating, or was it just free-for-all? No, I had a sign seating, which is the way I prefer it, which I was second row all the way to the left, so my neck is still pretty sore from that. But yeah, they just kept staring at me. Didn't really appreciate that, but I guess we can just go ahead and jump into the movie. Uh, what are your initial thoughts? I hadn't seen the cartoon version of Beauty and the Beast in a long time. But when I was was in the theater, everything came back to me. And I actually watched the cartoon version afterwards because I can't believe how many times I watched this as a kid. I knew most of the songs. I knew which lines were from the cartoon. Yeah. Um, And so it's going to be tough for me to keep that nostalgia factor in check. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I definitely like the cartoon more. But uh, we did an episode last year on Beauty and the Beast. And that was one of our lost episodes in the early going um, for lots of reasons. But 
Oh, you mean uh, Jungle Book? We did Jungle Book. Oh, Jungle Book. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Jungle Book. But this was much better than Jungle Book um, for me. What'd you think? I thought it was beautiful. I mean, even though there was a, I saw it in 3D. Did you see it in 3D? Yes. Yep. I saw it in 3D, which I usually hate seeing it like that because you can. There's a lot of depth issues you can tell, and you can obviously tell when it's a green screen and when it's a set. So mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I don't like seeing 3D movies. It just stands out a lot. But overall, I thought it was pretty faithful to the cartoon, which is, I think, what people wanted to see was just they wanted to see the cartoon, but a live action. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this, because the Jungle Book, by comparison, um, definitely took some liberties with the story, but also kind of one of my complaints at the time was shoehorning in the songs in the original and didn't really fit. This was just basically almost a shot-for-shot remake of the cartoon version which i think that's what people want it's what i wanted to see personally i mean you know don't fix what's not broken it's not like they need to improve it true yeah and i don't know what other ways you could take it there were i guess a couple differences though there was the part where they go and investigate bell's past and the plague that's not in the cartoon version right i actually know where he says you can go anywhere you want yeah i really liked that because it kind of it kind of um, explains why why Bella doesn't have a mom. I mean, they didn't do that in the cartoon version. True, yeah. And, and the changes that they did make, similar to that, I wasn't necessarily a fan of that, but they, they made an effort to go back and fix uh, some plot holes too, right? Um, yeah. In the cartoon, there's not a... The witch doesn't come back and touch the flower. Does she like that? And Does she walk in? No, that... No, it just kind of happens. Yeah. So I don't know if there are any other differences, but they, they used a lot to fix things. The main difference is that it kind of shows the castle at a time when it was lively. It was beautiful. You know, he's having parties. And it also shows the prince at a much older age. Yeah, this is a classic gaffe from the Beauty and the Beast. And if you watch any kind of like criticism, like CinemaSins or Honest Trailers or even like a casual make fun of it video. The timing of, of the prince makes zero sense because the witch curses him uh, for 10 years and he has to find love by the time he's 21, meaning that she basically cursed an 11 year old boy <laughs> to have to find true love, which is a little extreme. <laughs> yeah. So he's, I mean, he's got to be in his mid twenties, early thirties when they show him here. Yeah, for sure. And he also kind of had that, um, it was kind of weird to see like a like blue eyeliner and makeup and a wig. Mm-hmm. I thought that part was kind of odd, but yeah, I mean, this movie overall, it just, like you said, it was pretty much a shot for shot. They also had a, a lot of different songs in it besides the originals. Well, what were, can you think of a couple of they, those? I, one of them was called like Days in the Sun, I think. Oh, yeah. Where he was yeah. like laying in bed and it kind of takes him back to a time when he sees his mom. And then there was also the one where he lets Belle go to rescue her dad. And I thought this was one of the best songs of the movie where he's talking about how she kind of sees him as like, kind of like as a normal person now. Where he's like singing throughout the castle and ends up at the top. Do you remember that mm. song? I yeah, thought that yep. was definitely one of the standouts. And there was also another one I can't think of, but one thing I thought was awesome was they didn't really tinker with the original songs all that well, and they also fit the movie really nicely. Did you think so? I, I, th- I think so, but I think that when you when you have a 
classic Disney movie like this, Beauty and the Beast, um, which is the only Disney film to be nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards. So this is critically This is loved. the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this, this is critically loved. Fans adore this movie. And the songs are so iconic <laughs> that when you are comparing them, I, there were a couple I just didn't hold up. And not to... Not to you know point out point any fingers, but Emma Tonta as Mrs. Potts just Angela Lansbury's shoes are just too big to fill. Yeah, and I, like I thought so I, I was too. Missing, <laughs> I was just missing her every time Mrs. Potts was talking. But for the most part, even uh, Emma Watson I think did a good job singing. I was impressed with that. Me too. And w- w- I thought was a scene stealer as the whole movie of the whole movie was Luke Evans as Gaston. I thought he was awesome. And Josh Gad as LeFou. I thought they had great chemistry. They had together. awesome chemistry. They were genuinely funny. And all of Gaston's songs were just awesome. Well, we probably have to talk about this, unfortunately. What did you think about the quote-unquote controversy around having a gay character? I mean, it's so ridiculous Okay, Wait, is offended by this in well, 2017. When reports came out that LeFou was going to be gay, and there was all this criticism of, I can't believe this is going to be on it, I legitimately like the way they made it sound like they made it sound like Josh Gad is gonna be making out with another guy. Like they like basically, yeah. I kept waiting for I kept waiting shocking. for something like shocking. And all it was was pretty much Josh Gad's character LeFou was in love with Luke Evans' character Gaston. And also there's a scene where the armoire like when they're having the fight at the castle, dresses up these three guys as kind of like w- men in drag and women, like women and two of them run away, and one of the guys seems rather pleased that he got dressed up like that. And LeFou and that guy end up dancing at the wedding at the end, and that's it. I didn't see any controversy in that at all. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, too, is I don't know of anyone in my circles, or even online personally, who is offended by that. All of the criticism I heard was, like, response to, like, the one theater in Alabama, and then, like, Malaysia. Oh, a shocker! A theater so, in Alabama. So I think maybe a little bit of that was overblown, but I mean, there is nothing in this that even... It's it's embarrassing that it's, that it's even a controversy, honestly. But to move on from that point, uh, one of the things I didn't like about this movie, unfortunately, was the CGI on the Beast. It, to me, it reminded me of the tree from uh, uh, A Monster Calls and also Treebeard a little bit. Uh, what, did, <laughs> what did you think about uh, the look of the Beast itself? Um, a tad robotic, uh, which is kind of a shame because you think he'd be more fluid being CGI. Well, and then again, to compare to the Jungle Book, which just won an Oscar for best visual effects, um, the hair on those animals was way more detailed than the hair on the beast. And I get that it would have been expensive to recreate that in CGI, but I mean, that was what made the Jungle Book watchable, and they just didn't go to that effort for the visuals on the Beast, in my opinion. Yeah, they didn't, and I don't. I, I, I kind of wish the uh, the Beast was a tad hulkier. He seemed kind of light. You kind of you know what I mean. He didn't seem as beastly as he did in the cartoon. That's also one of my few criticisms. The other criticism I had, which is I guess kind of like my nostalgia card being thrown out, was. One of the, probably the most iconic scene of all the Beauty and the Beast cartoon was when they enter the ballroom for the first time. Oh, yes. And, and the overhead shot with the chandelier. The overhead shot with the chandelier. Good they shot. pan yeah. down the wall. It, I mean, it's gold and blue to a T. I mean, it looks beautiful. 
And in this movie, I feel like it was very underwhelming. What do you think? Yeah, it didn't really stand out. And that's the scene that not only did you see it in all of the trailers, so you see it on other Disney movies, but it's anytime you see anything about the Beauty and the Beast, like I said, you have Angela Lansbury singing, and then you have that a shot that in any movie Would is look, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Let alone like a, a movie for children. So, I mean, that was a little underwhelming. Um, but, I mean, we do get some other shots that I think are impressive that I think you touched on before, like the look of the castle when it's transforming. And um, one of the things that worked better was the reveal at the end to see the actual people who had been playing the CGI characters. Yeah. That's, that was really cool. I've never seen that in a cartoon where they incorporate, you know, the actual actors who you've been hearing their voice the whole time. So that was a really neat twist and something that actually I liked better than the cartoon. Also, what I like better, there's there's two songs that I like better in the live action version than I do in the cartoon, actually. Really? Yeah, there's, um, actually, there's three. There's three wow. I like. Yeah, there's three I like more, which two are Gaston songs, which were Kill the Beast, and I, I thought that was really cool in this movie. I thought it was really well done. And then the see, the pretty much the no one drinks like or no one drinks or no one eats like Gaston song. No one fights like Gaston. I thought blah, blah, that blah, was blah, blah, blah. just yeah. awesome in this movie. I mean, it was pretty much just like a bar cry, like it was like a bar. It was like just kind of like a very cool bar song. And um, I thought it was hilarious as well. Very well sung by Josh Gad. Luke Evans can sing if that actually was him singing, I hope. I think it was, yeah. That dude can sing. He has some pipes on him. And also what I like more in the live action version was Be Our Guest. I thought really? I thought that was just so well done and very cool. I mean, the lighting, the the CGI around it, I thought that was extremely well done and probably one of the better parts of the whole movie. Is there anything that you like more in this than you did in the cartoon? No, and that's going to, as we sort of like get into the overall thing, there wasn't enough that was better, but it was a nice trip down memory lane and it made it available for uh, a next generation. And it's interesting that like we're really going to start hitting the Disney Renaissance films in oh, these live yeah. actions. Because... <laughs> Uh, that's when Stevie and I grew up. We're both uh, in our mid-20s, and now people our age are having kids, so the nostalgia factor is big time for people who are, can now afford to go to movies and take their family to movies. They've announced Mulan as well, which I am so excited for. And an interesting note on Mulan is that they're not having any songs in it, which I think is a great call. Yeah, because that's probably one of the more serious cartoon movies, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. And I think that if you play it as a serious uh, a serious war film, it can, it's going to be a lot more interesting. Um, and like I said, the, the problems that I had with Jungle Book where I didn't think the plot was very good at all. Right. This, this was better, uh, but I wasn't impressed with all of the aspects of the CGI. And we didn't get anything new. If they can take Mulan in a new direction where it's like, a, a Chinese war epic that that's somewhat historically accurate, but you'll still get the Disney, um, I'm sure CGI Mushu, but that'll be the only piece of CGI, so they can really spend a lot of money on it. I think that this, the Mulan's going to be the best of the first three, and I'm really excited for it based on. Yeah, because for those who don't know, Mulan is a Chinese poem and like Chinese folklore, and it's a very celebrated story in China. 
And that's why it was, I mean, it's one of my, I guess, more beloved uh, Disney cartoons growing up. I actually absolutely love that movie. It's but, one of my favorites as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really the end of the Renaissance there. Yeah, kind of early 2000s is kind of where it really does cut the Disney Renaissance. <laughs> but um, I guess overall, do you have anything else to add to this uh, Beauty and the Beast that we just watched and are now covering? Uh, I would say no. Um, if I mean, I, I mean, I would say yes to the movie. But... Yeah, I give it. A, if you had to give it an overall score out of ten, what would you give it? The cartoon version for me would be like a nine to a nine and a half. Yeah, this is like more like a seven and a half to an eight. That's I what think. I gave it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, but I mean, like. It's also there's a better version of this movie that's the exact same that's out there. So it's just kind of more of a soft yes, I guess, for me. Yeah, I'm still disappointed in that ballroom shot. I thought that was going to be the highlight of the movie, and it just really missed the mark. As well as the Beast itself, not great. Um, Emma Watson did a phenomenal job. So did all the other actors. Uh, it was good seeing Kevin Klein in another movie. I haven't seen him in a movie in a while. Definitely, and I guess the only other thing I would have to add to is that. If if there are parts of the original Beauty and the Beast that are kind of weird, looking at it with 2017 eyes, like the whole Stockholm Syndrome aspect of them falling in love, this does a much better job of empowering Belle as a female protagonist. So yeah. I think that maybe that's, if you are looking for something that's better or something that's different, you know, maybe your 10-year-old daughter would cling on to this a little bit more and a little bit less... Uh, conservative i guess in those values but i think i think disney's definitely go down that direction of female empowerment because i i mean i've seen this movie probably three times in the past week but moana disney's disney's animation movie that came out last year is really really good and it's also a heavily like like a female empowered movie and we've seen that more from the pixar side too yeah that's i think definitely the direction disney's going in but Overall, um, definitely give this movie a yes. Go see it. You're not going to waste your money. If I had, if you had an option, see it and see it not in 3D. Definitely just kind of distracts from everything. But um, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, so uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can email us podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Our Twitter is spoilers underscore pod, uh, and our website is podcastspoilers.com. There you can see more about us, see our stats, and see the collection of uh, movies that we've spoiled. Um, and if you want to help us out in any way, the best thing you can do is uh, open up your iTunes app or iTunes on your laptop, search for movie spoilers, click on the cereal bowl, and leave us a review with some stars and some words. We'll read it on the air, and that's what helps us in the rankings and gets us some sweet, sweet visibility. <laughs> I'd also like to thank Joshua Hensley of the Rutabaga for uh, creating our intro and outro they're listening to right now. Check them out. They're awesome. And um, this was Spoilers. No one spoils like a That it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is spoilers, bye.